0: All right, everyone. how's everyone doing? I am Sergio from the Dodgeball podcast and here with me I have
1: uh, Brett Cobble at the Arsenal Dodgeball.
0: <laughs> so that, that's your that's the team you would have been playing for or would still be playing for in 2020?
1: Yeah um, we did we got together for one tournament in 2020 uh, that uh, uh, NDI phone tournament um, we had kind of a partial roster, mostly a uh, normal roster for that tournament. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that would have been 2020 and then, uh, uh, played with Arsenal through 2019 as well and in 2017 as well. So,
0: uh, yeah, there's pretty much like a recurring member, like recurring cast member of the, of the the whole crew.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when I started with elite, uh, I was, I was on Meet or, uh, not elite and it formerly elite. Uh, I was on meet with, uh, Nick factor um, which was awesome. Uh, it was a great way to break in, uh, my first tournament, I got destroyed handily and then, <laughs> uh, then meet kind of fell apart and I joined Arsenal after that for a year and then was on riot for a year and then riot fell apart. And, uh, I'm back on Arsenal last year and, uh, this year.
0: Nice. Um, we're definitely going to cover a lot of ground in, and go into that, but let's get the preliminaries out of the way. Uh, what's your jersey number and what's the story behind it?
1: Uh, 26. Uh, it is not a good story. Uh, <laughs> for freshman year of football, I really wanted 23, just a huge Jordan fan, and uh, it was already taken. Um, and so then I wanted 29 because there was a guy on the Chiefs uh, that I really liked who was 29, and uh, I was a safety, and he was a safety. And that was taken. And then I think I asked for a different number. And the coach said, how about 26? And threw me the jersey. And that became my number after that. So um, I was very small and very slow. And I was pretty much last in pecking order when it came to jersey numbers. So that's how I ended up with 26. And it just kind (laughs) of stuck after that.
0: (laughs) So when I think of uh, 26, um, I'm trying to think there, uh, there there used to be this uh, running back. You probably remember, uh, he used to play for the saints called Deuce McAllister.
1: Deuce. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He was a beast. There's been a a handful of really good 26s over the years. I think Chase Utley was 26 with the Dodgers. Uh, Rob Woodson um, was, uh, was 26 his whole career. Um, So there's uh, you find them here and there. I think, uh, uh, what's his face? The the three point specialist for Kyle Korver. I think he was twenty six for a little bit. Um, so it it's one of those where there's usually there's a twenty six on just about every team, and uh, they're either an all star or they're just kind of a glue guy, like one of those guys that you're like, we definitely need him to just you know show up and be like a locker room guy. And that's there's a lot more of those than all stars, but. Uh, uh, yeah it's it's one of those where like it popped up like it's probably i think it's like when you get a new car and then everywhere you see hi puppy everything you see uh uh is that car you start seeing it everywhere that's kind of what happened with 26 is yeah uh, yeah i just started seeing it everywhere can you see this dog just attacking my face right now
0: yeah, so we have a special guest interruption by one of the cutest dogs I've ever seen. Uh what's what's the dog's name?
1: This is Chunky Monkey. I've had her for about four <laughs> weeks and she is a very needy puppy.
0: <laughs> well, it's a nice little addition there for for the podcast. I don't think we've ever had a dog interrupt their uh their owner before.
1: <laughs> hey, this is you know, I'm gonna say this right now. There's a lot of cute dogs in Dodgeball. And if anyone wants to get together, and do like a dodgeball dogs Instagram account. Let me know. We can start putting pictures. Uh, I talked to to Sam Hutter not too long ago. Our dogs are, they look like they're related. Uh, I know Billy's got an adorable dog. Uh, so uh, Anita has like fourteen dogs usually at any time. Like so, well, we can we can definitely we can populate this Instagram real fast. Luca, I follow Luca on Instagram. Brianna. Uh, so. Oh, for
0: sure. Uh, that, that'll definitely be, if, if anything that comes out of this podcast, a, a, a dogs of dodgeball podcast or Instagram would be solid for sure. I am in. <laughs> All right. So yeah, very interesting, uh, Jersey number story. I thought you were just a big Deuce McAllister fan. Cause that was just something that just stuck to me. Um, I actually am a
1: huge Deuce McAllister fan. Um, the, the chiefs are my team, but, uh, Deuce McCall- like he was one of those guys too. Like he, he was a really good player. Um, he wasn't quite an all-star, you know, there was always better guys than him, but he like a fan favorite. And, uh, you know, like the city of new Orleans always loved him. Uh, I think he was on the coaching staff for a minute too. So, uh, so yeah, he's.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's- uh, yeah. If, if anyone wants to know, just YouTube him, Google him. He was there before, uh, where he was there right around Drew Brees, but definitely there before Drew Brees. Right. Um, was definitely one of the few shining lights the Saints had during a tenure where they weren't really looked at. <laughs> Him, yeah. Joe Horn.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, they always lit up uh, Aaron the Brooks scoreboard was, when they was could. Aaron Brooks, the quarterback around that time.
0: Wait, who was the quarterback at the time?
1: Aaron Brooks, I think.
0: Gee, you're taking it He's way back. back. That's yeah. high school yeah. right there. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So, um, let's get into what got you into playing dodgeball. Uh,
1: I had a friend, uh, buddy named Jamel. He, uh, he was my roommate in college and he was part of, uh, Hollywood's rec league, um, forever ago. And he was on a team for, uh, the Trevor project, which is a great, like, um, uh, like helps, Uh, gay youth uh, with and with suicide uh, prevention and stuff like that Uh, and they just had a team and I had played in an intermediate league in college so he was like hey we need subs come out and play and uh, they uh, uh, at the rule at the time was you could only sub twice in a season so I subbed twice that season and then most of that team ended up moving to WeHo for the next season for the first season of uh, when WeHo existed and so I joined the team at that point uh, and that was 2009 I think it was either 2009 or yeah uh, 2009 or 2010 and uh, yeah been, been playing ever since um, the only time I really took any kind of time off was uh, about 5-6 years ago I broke my leg and that was about oh. it
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that um, well it's I mean okay. granted it was 5-6 years ago but like still it's, 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 as far as I can recall like, I want to say I've known you I've known. well first I've known your brother but I've also known you for about 10 years so I met you around 2012 I didn't realize you had broken your leg at that point or somewhere before then
1: uh, after then yeah I'd or after my after. leg yeah let's see it was like t- I think it was 2015 when I broke my leg I'd actually have to look at this point, 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, broke my ankle actually playing softball of all things. It was slow pitch softball. And uh, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was a, uh, had to get surgery and got a plate and screws in there and everything now, a lot of PT at the time. Um, so uh, yeah, actually, I remember when I met you, uh, it was, it was in that Hollywood gym. Uh, I was on a team where the, We just wore bright colors i don't remember the name of the team it was just fluorescent colors was the theme and uh and you were doing wind sprints to warm up that's how i met you (laughs) i was like all right dude cool i'm gonna uh i'm gonna sip on something up here on the stage but you keep you do your thing
0: (laughs) wow pull my business out like that got it um
1: (laughs) you, you uh you're actually you care about this okay cool
0: well, the fact that I've been a part of the community for now twelve years, and I warm up, and now I'm hosting a podcast, and you know, in Steve's deployment, yeah, you would say I care about this.
1: Yeah, well, that's and that was the funny thing too is I was at the time like I was like, oh, I don't need to warm up because I was still in my twenties, and now I'm like, all right, if the game starts at seven, I need to get there at about five forty-five. Start my <laughs> stretches, get my arm loose. But yeah,
0: you, you starting to feel a little long in the tooth, a little gray in the beard
1: uh yeah actually every day i get more gray in the beard but uh yeah uh, i've been feeling long in the tooth for a couple years it's all right
0: (laughs) wow um yeah time flies huh um so you you mentioned you were part of a a charity team um just uh kind of i know you kind of already went over it but kind of like briefly like uh compact it what is a trevor project what do they do
1: um you know i was never part of the actual uh, organization but they're they run like a, a a gay youth hotline um you know if they're having any trouble like uh, need counseling or have any suicidal thoughts or anything like that um that you can call into this hotline and they uh you know they'll try to coach you through it and uh, uh you know help you uh give you advice on maybe coming out to your family or uh you know try to give you resources to uh to make uh make life easier tolerable
0: and uh it's gonna sound kind of ignorant of me asking because um i definitely want to know are they still around
1: as far as i know
0: okay um well after we're done recording i'm gonna look them up and once i this episode airs it'll definitely either drop on wednesday or friday i'm gonna work on that i'll post a link to it um with the episode yeah so that for any one of our listeners who need that or either here or abroad, because this podcast is going uh, global for sure. Um, definitely want to help spread that out there and help, help our listeners, whoever need it and just, you know, do something more with this podcast and that. And so I'll definitely yeah. look, look to then, Google that and post it down, below.
1: And I'm sure they're always looking for more volunteers too. So
0: cool. Uh, so you mentioned you played safety um, football. Uh, did you play on their other sports growing up?
1: Uh, yeah, actually growing up, um, I didn't get into football until high school. Uh, mostly what I did, uh, as a kid, I did a lot of competitive, uh, like clay shooting, uh, and, and Taekwondo, um, was, I started both of those around, uh, five, six years old and Taekwondo I stuck with until probably about halfway through high school and, uh, with uh, the clay shooting. I don't do it near as much now, but I've only done it uh, once or twice a year uh, for a long time now. But that was uh, that was about a, a every Sunday thing that, uh, that I did with my dad and my brother. Uh, then high school, got into football and uh, pole vaulting.
0: Oh, wow. Um, uh, did any of those sports translate uh, to dodgeball? Or did you feel like you just picked up dodgeball and just did whatever you could from there?
1: Uh, yeah, I was just, I was born to be a dodgeball player. No, I think uh, I think martial arts really, uh, really helps, especially when you're a kid with just kind of like learning how your body works, uh, which that sounds awful, um, with just like uh, kind of getting a feel for, okay, this is, you know, this is mechanics and everything. And, uh, and just, uh, there's some discipline that gets ingrained. And I think it's really great for. Uh, for kids especially and teaches some flexibility and, and body weight and stuff. Um, the, the shooting was definitely, there's a lot of hand-eye coordination that goes into that because it's all moving targets. Um, so, you know, just, just kind of learning like how to lead a target and things like that. And it, that definitely helps on uh, a dodgeball court just from just kind of spatial awareness. Um, the football. Um, sure. Uh, team dynamics for sure. Um, you know, and just kind of learning, uh, especially when you're really small and really slow, just learning like how to fit into, to a team and, <laughs> and where, where you can be useful. And, uh, for the first couple years of high school, before I actually like grew into a full human, uh, was mostly just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a perfect tackling dummy. You guys just let me know where I need to line up and get annihilated. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then, um. Uh, pole vaulting I don't know how much that really translates except it's just uh, again a lot of like body control and and stuff and it's uh, it's just it's just an awesome thing to do like uh, it's the closest I think you can probably come to feeling like you're flying it's uh, uh, I really miss it and I wish that uh, fat mid-30 year old pole vaulting existed but (laughs) fairly certain it does not (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm sure you would dominate if it did <laughs>
1: thanks
0: man <laughs> so um it's kind of like go through your like dodgeball journey um so you said you started playing at the hollywood gym which is pretty much like the mecca of dodgeball in la for sure for anyone who knows oh yeah um, that's pretty much where like a lot of our players got their start but a lot of the dodgeball culture got its start in los angeles for sure. whether it be 8.5 foam no sting um what year did you decide to move up and play in the competitive scene and what was your first competitive tournament like you recall
1: man uh that's a great question because i have no idea um (laughs) uh let's see the first like the first competitive tournament i ever did was a uh it was a i think it was a halloween tournament at the uh uh, that east side gym and we were mostly like first and second year players like hadn't been playing a lot, and I think the rule at the time was um, if you've been playing for more than a year, you have to sign up for advanced and we had no idea that that was a terrible decision for us <laughs> uh, and so we I don't know we I don't think we won a game uh, that whole thing um, it was I mean we just got crushed uh one of the only things I remember from that tournament actually is uh, Diana Suarez was on a team with a bunch of uh, short people and she dressed up as Godzilla and they were all dressed up as like buildings or something. Uh, And that was, that was, that was an awesome memory from that tournament. Um, And that was kind of the first time too, where I was like, Oh, there's another level to this sport that I don't know about yet. Uh, So I started going to other leagues that were, you know, maybe more competitive, uh, more established than just what West Hollywood was at the time. Uh, so I started seeing, you know, I went to like West LA, which was kind of close to where I lived. Uh, and then, um, then started subbing in some other like Frogtown and Echo Park and stuff and just kind of uh, feeling it all out. And then a few years in, uh, I finally went to my first 8.5 uh, that was at that old Uh, was Echo Park gym where they had the bars on the windows yeah Um, yeah and uh, uh, just realized especially then like I am completely upclassed like this is this is new this is a whole new level of of dodgeball and then did that for a little bit and then uh, uh, yeah kind of just started trying to get the word out that I wanted to play more competitively and Nick Factorin took a chance on me and brought me into to play on meat, um, and I remember my very first elite tournament was at Torrance uh, at that uh, the the soccer center there. And my first game, I got smashed in the face by Ketchum from about six feet away, <laughs> uh, to where like I had that lip lip tingling feeling. Mm. Um, and uh, I was just like, okay, so this is this is what this is like. And then about three games later. I wasn't paying attention, and Vince drilled me right in the balls, uh, <laughs> and then laughed and said, "I hit him in the meat." And I was like, "Yeah, you did. Uh, thanks." And then I was like, "Well, it can't get any worse. Like, these are two of the hardest throwers, and if I, if I can survive this, I, I think I'll be fine after this." That was that was my like indoctrination into uh, elite style dodgeball, and uh, I was pretty well hooked at that point. Right. Um, if nothing else just seeing like the the dooms and the rises and and those guys and seeing how they play dodgeball compared to like what i would seen up to that point was just so much fun for me and being like hey i can absolutely uh watch these guys play more than hang with them but uh, uh it was a lot of motivation to try and get better and and uh uh and yeah and got to meet a lot of people for the you know for the first time that i'd never met outside of my like rec Dodgeball life. So,
0: what year was that?
1: Uh, I want to say it was 2015, but I'd have to actually look back and check. Um, <laughs> it's been a while now, so <laughs> you're
0: you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I want to say uh, it to 2016, somewhere there. That's, that sounds about right.
1: It's a, um, it was uh, whenever the I think nationals. That year was New Orleans. I'm fairly was
0: 2016.
1: And was Vegas before or after New Orleans?
0: Before, because they did Vegas. it was two years. They did yeah. Vegas two years, and then they moved all over
1: after. Yeah, it was uh, it was the second Vegas one because I did I did the Vegas Nationals and then I skipped New Orleans. So yeah, there you go. Why would you skip New Orleans? Uh, because it was expensive. Oh. well there it goes. <laughs> I, I wanted to be there. It's just uh, I had to look at it. And I was like, I just can't afford the trip this year. Um, very upset about it because I've heard plenty of stories for that tournament. And...
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, that that's Like I said to Clay before, the, Like New Orleans is one of the few cities like I'm really looking forward to going to. So definitely same, hoping same. next year to really capitalize on that. Um, nice. <laughs> so... You come from a martial arts background, similar to me, similar to Steve and a few other guests we've had, but how would you describe your uh, play style as it relates to 8.5, no sting, and foam? And did you play cloth at all?
1: Um, A little bit. I think I've played cloth. Uh, We were starting to kind of do some just cloth, a little organized, I don't even want to call it practices with a few guys right before uh, COVID hit. (laughs) Um, I would I think anyone that's ever played with me would probably describe my play style as idiotic for the most part. Uh, I'm just, I like to think I'm a smart player and I think I'm a lot smarter in telling other people like, Hey, that's the right play. And then they'll say something to the effect of, then why didn't you do it? And uh, (laughs) so, because I'm better at telling other people what they're supposed to do. No, I, I think for the most part, like play style, physically, you know, I can throw okay. I can catch okay. Um, and I think uh, I think my brain is the only thing that actually saves me on the court from uh, just trying to make good decisions. Uh, I definitely know there are some people that if they hear this podcast, they're going to be laughing. But, um, but, you know, it's... You kind of have to... When you're playing like 20 on 20 versus 6 on 6 or something like that, you just... It, the game changes a lot. And uh, uh, some people have trouble, I don't know, if they don't, if they haven't played a lot of sports growing up or something like that, that, you know, it's, uh, you just see some things where like, why, well, why didn't you see it like this? Uh, and they're like, oh, uh, I never thought of it that way. I remember I was playing West LA and uh, we were playing, uh, what's the game studio? Naughty Dog. We were playing against them and they weren't good, but they had one good they had ish on their team like they had thrown ish on that team and Mm. i just remembered like uh we would we would have them down like you know 10 players at three but one of those guys would be ish and then he'd just clean up and at at the end i was like hey guys like if they have one good player we should just throw like five balls at him get him out and then concentrate on the rest and i had a couple people just like oh i never thought of it it's like i i don't know you should but uh you know so just strategy things, I guess. This is an absolutely terrible answer, and I hope you edited it all out.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some that we can keep and some I have to cut, but otherwise, like, I think I got an idea of what you're trying to say. Like, you're yeah. pretty decent in every aspect, but you also have, like, a good mind for the game. Just, you just have to put it together sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think having a mind for the game, like, honestly, uh, once I'm no longer able to play, which is probably coming sooner than I want, uh, i would love to coach a team um if that if that position ends up actually existing uh you know and i think that's kind of the next the next step for kind of the dodgeball world is uh you know uh, when people stop playing they just disappear and what we need is for those people to either you know coach or manage a team or you know try to get guys on the same page or stick around and run tournaments and ref uh and those things because we have this this whole big base of knowledge that is just disappearing. Uh, And then you have people come in that have only played for a year or two and they're like, Oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? It's like, well, it hasn't worked in the past or, you know, if it's a good idea, sure, let's try it. But, um, but we have some guys that have just, you know, they've been playing or been involved with dodgeball for 15, 20 years. And we just, we need those guys to, to stick around uh, for all the, for the non-playing stuff that is so important to, to get the, the sport to really take kind of another step. Cause we can't all, we can't have tournaments run forever where we just have players being refs. Uh, we need guys who can, and we, it's really hard right now to have a tournament and then try to go find refs that you can hire that like, oh, well I've been a referee for like 15 years. It's like, yeah, but in, you know, wee football or in like division two basketball or whatever. It's like, but you have no idea. the rules work in this and there are so many weird little you know technical situations where you have a guy like a like a kale or an alex alvarez or you know someone who's been around at refing for a long time uh joe colella who can sit there and be like well this is how the that rule works and they just know it encyclopedically and they don't have to sit there and thumb through a book and say well section 2.1 uh he only got one foot in but he caught the ball while he was in the air so it means you know and that's Uh, We just need someone to, we need those guys to just be around who can just be like, oh, absolutely. That's an out. This is why let's move on.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Um, I would also say that in some ways that's already happening in other parts of the other parts of the world. I know it's happening in England, um, especially around the UK. I know it's happening in um, Australia and like parts of Southeast Asia. And we're kind of behind on that sense. But I feel like the next step other than that, would also just be drug testing once we get to uh, the international uh, tournaments.
1: Well, for- I take a lot of steroids, Sergio, so if we do that, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to play anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You, you take a lot?
1: That's what... Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like,
0: come on. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, me me and Brett always just throw smart remarks at each other, so this was... This definitely caught me off guard, but coming from Brett, not surprising that he would just say things like that.
1: <laughs> Anyone that looks at me is like, clearly that guy is really into fitness and performance enhancing drugs.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, he's in. He, he's into a lot. He's, he's into a, a seafood diet. He's seafood and he eats it. That's a seafood diet.
1: <laughs> Ironically enough, I'm actually super allergic to shellfish. So that that's actually borderline terrifying.
0: Borderline. Um, so... What's your favorite ball type?
1: Uh, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I played No Sting for years before I played anything else. So No Sting's always could be my favorite. But past that, um, honestly, I don't know any of them. Um, like I've only played Cloth a few times, but it's just the game's a little different. So it's just kind of appreciating those games. I know some people are just diehard for whatever. Uh, they really love, but, you know, I'm not going to skip a tournament or a league or something like that because they play foam versus 8.5 versus no sting, whatever. Uh, I would just, it's, it, I think the differences between the ball types actually really make the games, uh, a lot more fun. Like you, you know, do you have to focus on catching more? Do you have to focus on uh, dodging more or whatever? And, uh, the different, uh, uh strategic aspects of it. Um, Make it the most enjoyable.
0: So you, you Sorry, say that sounds no like sting?
1: a cop out, but I really don't care.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. But um, you would say No Sting just because it's the one you've been playing the longest.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of it's like my it's my like dog Like <laughs> baby. I been mean, raised in No Sting.
0: Well, uh, it's not it's not too much of a cop out. Anyone, it depends on like what you started with is what you're gonna you know gear towards. You know, I Absolutely. only know of a few people who deviate from where they started from like for me i love foam and i feel like that's my best ball type but i if you had to make me choose and i'm not skipping any leagues just for the record <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah probably 8.5 is i love the punishing aspect of it
1: <laughs> uh um, what i like about 8.5 is you really like uh there's kind of a there's different leveling effects with the balls right like with 8.5 there's a few guys that when they throw a, an 8.5 ball it's it's going to hurt and it's going to, and you just kind of want to get out of the way, uh, unless you get a really good angle on it kind of thing. Uh, and so it kind of levels the playing field because you have to play with a lot of strategy because there's not that many guys who can solo throw 8.5 and, uh, and be successful with it. It's just, so everyone's kind of like, we all have to sit together and, and, and go like, Hey, two balls on this guy, one high, one low, whatever the case may be with foam. Um, there's a lot more people who can throw a foam ball harder. So it becomes kind of a more throwing and dodging game. There's still plenty of catching, but uh, you have, you have people who just can do weird stuff with a foam ball and, you know, double uh, double knuckle it and stuff like that in the air where you, uh, and just, just really get a lot of power behind it. Um, No sting kind of splits the difference, uh, but it, so foam kind of, Levels the effect of like anyone can throw it, anyone can catch it, um, and uh, uh, it's probably a faster game. Uh, and yeah, no sting's kind of kind of splits the difference. A lot of people can throw it, a lot of people can catch it, um, but it's uh, not as unpredictable uh, as a as a foam ball. Then cloths just kind of I haven't seen I haven't played enough cloth to really have an opinion on it, but. It's still fun, still dodgeable.
0: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I can tell you that the the one thing about cloth that you might want to get used to is how to grip it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's you got to find like your perfect seam, your groove, or whatever. But once you get it down, it just feels like an eight point five ball. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And yeah, uh, that's the one thing I would say. Um, also, that ball doesn't really have any give. So like yeah. when you like if you catch a rubber ball, it kind of folds into you. If you catch a foam ball, it kind of squishes into you. Um, With a cloth ball, because it has to be fully inflated, you either catch it or it bounces away. Like, you have to be spot on with your catching with that one, I would say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just giving you a little piece of advice for whenever you guys can play out there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be –
1: I did have a guy reach out to me as I was driving uh, out here for the first time. Um, That was – he's trying to set up a league at some point so hopefully yeah i can maybe get like clay to help me out or something like that we can uh, try to get some dodgeball out in out in missouri
0: yeah for sure man um that'll definitely be something to, something uh any idea when you guys might uh do uh leagues out there or just just something in the planning phases uh
1: i, I mean everything's just opening up right now so uh it's no i have no idea <laughs> I was going to give a really long response. No, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, who, who were your role models growing up and do you have any role models in dodgeball?
1: Um, yes, for sure. Uh, uh, growing up it was uh, my brother and my dad were probably my biggest role models growing up, uh, which uh, there's a lot of people in dodgeball that know my brother too. So that makes that kind of a fun answer. Um, just my brother and I are only about a year apart in age. So it was, uh, we were always really competitive with each other, but I was looked up to him a lot too. Uh, And then, um, yeah, and uh, I have a really good relationship with my dad. So uh, I just looked up to him as far as, uh, he was the one who like taught me how to shoot and things like that. And he's he's a really good shot and he's really competitive. So just seeing kind of his, the way he uh, mentally handles uh, what he does and everything. it's. You know, there's a lot of it's real easy even at dodgeball or whatever to kind of uh, stew on your mistakes and uh, uh, you really when you're doing like competitive shooting you have to get that under control real fast because otherwise stuff can go downhill and there's a real small margin like one or two targets can win or lose you a tournament so uh, each time you you know uh, go for a new pair or whatever you have to just reset yourself mentally and get, do your little checklist and, and get yourself back in the game. So that was, uh, you know, I try to hold on to that. Um, <laughs> but I, I also still stew on mistakes that I made, uh, at dodgeball for years ago. Um, for people now, uh, I think there's a ton of guys that I've looked up to, uh, playing wise for a long time. Um, you know, definitely, you know, some of the, uh, uh, all the guys from doom probably. Cause when I started playing, they were, they were the guys, uh, especially the guys in LA. So like Ish and fence and, and Nate, and Terry and Radke, uh, uh, and definitely Piin, who, you know, uh, I've, I've watched all those guys, um, just take over games. Uh, uh, catch him as one of my like, uh, good friends and dodgeball heroes too. Uh, cause you know, these guys, I, I see people do things like athletically. Where I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I'll never be able to do those kinds of things. I will not be able to throw that hard and I won't be able to jump like that or whatever the case may be. And I just uh, am constantly in awe of watching uh, so many of those guys uh, play in uh, definitely a guy like Eric Jones too, who, uh, you know, the first time uh, I joined Arsenal um, was just kind of a different mental level of dodgeball. Where It's like, Hey, this is, this is the game plan. This is how we're going to play. And, uh, I'm still a little, a little fiery that he didn't win hands of the year. Like I understand that Bizzle had that matrix catch, but, uh, Eric was like a one on six and he caught the entire team out. Uh, and anytime someone came in, they just got eliminated immediately. And I'm like, how, how does this guy make like six catches in a row and not get hands of the year? So, uh, to all the voters that voted for someone else, uh, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely wrong. But, um, uh, There's, I mean, there's so many guys that I've taken stuff from uh, and just asked how, like, how did you, how do you throw like that? Or what were you thinking at this point? Um, Even guys like, uh, uh, you know, some of my closer friends too. Like, uh, I love watching Marco play. Uh, uh, Tyler Greer has has given me some really cool insights. Um, Man, I, I could, that's honestly a really, really long answer, that I could go on for a long time. Guys that I don't know real well, like uh, guys on the East Coast and stuff, too, where I watch them play, and I'm just like, you guys, uh, your style is just really cool, so uh, uh, yeah, I love watching like highlights and just kind of nerding out on dodgeball stuff for a while. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting, I'm sure, a handful, more than a handful of people, and they're going to message me later and be like, why didn't you say, you know, whatever. I was like,
0: my bad, no. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it happens. There's some times where, like, especially after I'm done recording, I'll I'll be like, why did I forget to mention this or that? And, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that. And sometimes I get yeah. called on it, too, so it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've been doing this long enough. But, yeah, yeah. I, you mentioning Eric Jones, like, I almost forgot about that until you mentioned he, he caught out, like,
1: five or six people in one clip, right? Dude, it was, like, a yeah. quick 10-second yeah. clip. Um. Yeah, I was on that team and it was, he, you know, it was basically him and I think it was a five on one uh, and he made a catch and whoever came in uh, got knocked out immediately. And so that's four on one and he makes a catch and someone comes in and gets knocked out immediately. And then three on one, and just, he just took the entire team down just, and it wasn't like they were doing solo throws either. Uh, it was that it, you want to talk like that is about as clutch as you can get. It's, it's on the, on par with me with like uh, Nate against Canada and stuff like that, where it's just, I'm going to focus and I'm going to make sure my team doesn't lose here. And uh, I was just in awe the whole time. Like afterwards, everyone was like going nuts and celebrating. And I was just standing in the corner. Like, yeah, uh, that's Eric. That's what he does. Um, And yeah, there's, so there's the like moments like that and just watching like Pine catch him And even like being in awe of the way people do stuff too. Like Billy's six, eight, but you can't hit him in the toes. Um, (laughs) you know, and listening to someone like I've talked to Casey about the way he sets up his catches and Casey's obviously one of like Casey Moses being one of those clutch catcher guys that you just don't want to throw at. And he's just like, Oh yeah, well this guy usually throws here. So I kind of slide this way. And I'm just like, there's this mental level that you guys are just playing at that. I'm not, I'm not at, I just go have fun and, uh, mm-hmm. and just, I, I try to hang. and uh, It's really, it's just a lot of fun to listen to.
0: Oh, for sure. And um, for anyone who knows Eric Jones, uh, I can say personally, and I'm sure Brett will back me up on it, there's never not a fun time with Eric Jones. Uh, the man's a walking highlight reel on and off the court. Um, he always has his – I've played with Eric, not on Arsenal, but I've played with Eric a few times, and I can say there was never a moment, even when statistically speaking there should have been, a moment where we felt like we were out of it. He has that kind of uplifting kind of spirit. Whether he's a captain or not, you always just you're drawn to him. And um, if you see him at a bar, you will be drawn to whatever he hands you, and in, in whatever he gets behind the.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that
0: right now. Uh, he will. You, your liver will work out with Eric Jones, and your mind will work out with him on the court. So
1: absolutely, I've probably forgotten some of my best memories with Eric Jones. Uh,
0: Those are often the best memories to have with Eric Jones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, do you have any pregame ritual before a uh, tournament?
1: No, <laughs> I saw that question. Like I saw, and uh, no, I don't really. I mean, uh, I always try to eat something uh, that won't be too heavy, uh, and then uh, I usually probably have a Red Bull. But uh, uh, there's usually so much going on, like organizationally and everything, that uh, then I just I'm just making sure my pads are on, my my shoes are tied. I'm getting with my team I just and then yeah like uh, I kind of made a joke of it earlier but uh, I definitely take a lot of time to just try and warm up because there's nothing worse than two games in you're like hey man sorry I threw my arm out so uh I'm, I'm gonna try to suck it up the rest of the tournament but yeah it's uh uh no specific I don't have a like a big playlist or anything like that and uh there's too many people to talk to as well I love going to tournaments and seeing all the people that, you know, that I haven't seen in a while. So.
0: So you're more of like a social butterfly. You don't even listen to music or anything?
1: Uh, Not really. Um, And that's also like 90% of the music on my phone is like sad country songs. So it's not really, it's not really what you want to listen to going into, going into a tournament.
0: I don't know. You strike me as a Kesha fan.
1: (laughs) I, I have yet, I've yet to meet Kesha um if there's any music on my phone that like uh, i would listen to beforehand uh it's probably i've got the the spider-man uh, uh into the spider-verse soundtrack on there that's got some that's got some good songs on it that's about that's about as like ready for playlists that i've got
0: <laughs> yeah no nah, um I guess I didn't realize it at the time, but I actually did play dodgeball against Kesha one time.
1: So Did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Apparently she played for a little bit before she blew up. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had my only, um, I guess, I had uh, Perez Hilton was on a draft team with me in WeHo. So he was the oh, only wow. guy. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> so we had like a draft party and there's this dude. Um, cause at the time too, he had just lost like a hundred pounds or something. Um, and so we had this draft party and it's like, Oh, this is, meet this guy. He's on your team. And I was like, Oh, he had a giant, uh, he just, his shirt was just Dolly Parton space. It was just a giant <laughs> Dolly Parton shirt. And I was like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we're on the same team. Like nice to meet you, whatever, whatever. And we're like six or seven games in. And so I was like, Oh, so Perez Hilton's on your team. And I was like, no, what? really? Who, where? And, um, uh, but, uh, Yeah, he's uh, he was always really nice to me. You know, I know he's gotten a lot of shit over the years, but he's been a. I still, you know, uh, I see him post stuff all the time about his kids and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. (laughs) So
0: So you just didn't know who he was, or you didn't recognize him because of the weight loss?
1: Yeah, I didn't recognize him when someone was like, "Oh, that's Perez Hilton." I was like, "Oh, I've I've heard of him," but yeah, uh, I'd seen a picture of him once, like a year ago, and he honestly lost like 100 pounds.
0: I was like, oh, wow. You look good, dude. Keep it up. Nice. All right. So um, (laughs) it's kind of funny, especially if you live in L.A., you don't really realize how many people you know that everyone else knows. You just kind of like, yeah. This is one thing about L.A. culture is like, do I know some celebrities? Sure. But I just know them. I don't know them for their credits or anything like that, if anything, you know.
1: Right. Like, uh, you know, Nick Wexler would always play in uh, WeHo as well, and uh, you know, and Scott Evans, and you see these guys, and you're just talking to them, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then, uh, so sort we're of like, "Oh, how do you know that guy?" It's like, oh, don't. We play dodgeball. Why do you know that guy?" <laughs> he hit me in the face. He's a nice guy. I <laughs> right.
0: All right. So we're gonna get into the crowdsource questions, and these are some solid, some fun ones. Uh, so okay. a couple of these you might have to explain because they seem like some inside jokes. So Chris de Jesus uh, asks who is Brett Cobble?
1: Oh, I don't know. Never met you don't, him.
0: Know, you, don't know, you don't know who Brett Cobble is?
1: No, never met the guy. Never met the guy. <laughs> uh, um, I've only met Chris a couple of times too. Uh, I know we played against each other uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, he was one of the, you know in every tournament you end up squaring off against the same person like four or five times for whatever reason. And that was right. that was how I met Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's a cool guy, though. So, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are asking that question, too. Why are we, <laughs> Who is Brett, and why are we interviewing him?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, he probably recalls that uh, time in Minnesota, because it always happens, especially at nationals. For anyone who doesn't know, there's always going to be that one or two people you always come across, regardless how many divisions you play or how many round robins. There's always, like, that nemesis you just mathematically are always up against. And I guess that's who Chris is to, to Brett. I yeah, um, uh, just
1: said that. Actually, I'd say the one guy that I end up across from more than anybody else, I think, is probably Andy uh, Merrickwood. Like, I, I don't know why, but we, our teams, play against each other um, like twice every tournament. Uh, and so it was just it's like even, and then we even played them at nationals a couple of times. And we're just like, I was like, I, you know, no offense here to any, any teams or anything, but I'm just tired of playing you guys this is just there's a thousand teams here why do we keep playing you guys like over and over and over again um so it's uh yeah it was just one of those where I was like all right cool uh, so andy and uh with arsenal a lot of times i'll play over on the left and andy plays on on uh havoc's right so uh, i just see him like all the time
0: <laughs> yeah he just, he just can't forget about that smile man
1: <laughs> no i love playing uh i love playing against andy like it's it's absolutely a challenge. Dude's a good player. Yeah,
0: and he's definitely a solid addition to uh, Rise. So that's going to be an interesting uh, matchup to see Arsenal oh, yeah. versus
1: Rise. Oh yeah, forgot all about that. A lot of <sighs> movement. A lot of movement, man. Yeah.
0: So it's pretty much Rise and half of Rainbow's, right? And Andy. A lot to a lot to digest there when we can start playing. Yeah. Uh, next one from our good buddy Mark. Meh. <laughs> Is there any like funny stories between you and Mark we should know about?
1: Uh, there's probably a ton of funny stories between me and Mark. Uh, we <laughs> played together on Riot for that year. Uh, Mark's a good friend, and uh, uh, that's probably the exact sentiment that I would have if someone was interviewing Mark too. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> I've heard him talk enough. I'm good.
0: Yeah, go um, build a so- pillow for it. <laughs> nice. So safe to assume you guys just playfully jab back and back and forth.
1: Yeah, Mark's also he's he was one of those guys that uh, took it upon himself when I first started playing 8.5 to instill the lesson into me to look at all balls at the time to- at all times because he cross courted me in the face like three straight times. I was like, okay, I get it. You can
0: stop doing that now. I've learned my lesson. So I chimed in in the comments because I had to. um, Because like you, Mark and I always playfully jab at each other. Mm -hmm. So I called him the player hater of the year. Obviously, because he's not being interviewed. Um, Yeah, we heard your voice enough times, Mark. Uh, (laughs) But no, just kidding. We miss you and we hope to light you up when we can. Uh,
1: No, I I I do not miss Mark at all.
0: (laughs) Well, one of us is lying. (laughs) I'll let you determine who that is. So Markel Stokes, was really excited. Um, any any stories you have with Markel? Any funny memories with him?
1: Uh, any funny memories? Oh, yeah. I mean, Markel, he's he's fairly goofy on the court. So, um, you know, it, I, I don't think, you know, none of us are making a living playing dodgeball right now. So that there's a level of seriousness, you know, that you have to kind of uh, kind of stop at. Um, so, you know, anyone that's an Eagles fan, you kind of have to feel bad for. No. There's just so much, uh, there's only just so much negativity that a person can take at one time. Uh, so it's okay, man. It, Hey, it gets better. I promise you.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Um, he is a diehard Eagles fan. One of the proudest Eagle fans I know. And we'll hold on to that one ring more than anyone else I will ever ever know.
1: In all fairness, man, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm going to hold on to this uh, this latest Super Bowl for probably about 30 years. So I'm good, too.
0: I mean, but you guys won a Super Bowl before.
1: Yeah, one. You, yeah,
0: sure. You guys won one back when Color TV was introduced. That's yeah. how long it was.
1: 1969, yeah. It was, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's fair. It's fair. Um Nicholas Factorin, with the meat emoji. (laughs) Any any funny uh, meat
1: meat memories or Nick memories that you have? Uh, That team was funny too. Because speaking of Andy, Andy was on that team. Tad was on that team. um, You know, uh, Mike Kerr was on that team. um, And uh, one of my, I guess one of the funny memories was just uh, our like, uh, you know, our our break, you know, our huddle break would just be uh, sizzling like bacon. So, uh,
0: sizzling like bacon. Yeah,
1: just you know, meat on three, one, two, three, sizzle kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it was that team. It was we had a lot of fun uh, playing on that team. Uh, We were really learning how to be competitive dodgeball players. Um, But uh, uh, yeah, Nick uh, Nick's a fantastic captain too. Uh, And just you know, like everyone always says, don't throw at him when he's on his back. Like it's just. Just don't do it. It's gonna, yeah, he's gonna make that catch.
0: Yeah, uh, before Chris started doing it, uh, Chris De Jesus, um Nick was doing it for for years. So
1: <laughs> Nick's secretly like sixty four years old too. So he's six uh, secretly. 60, yeah, secretly he's sixty four years old. So he's he's uh, he's been playing dodgeball for a long time, and he's just been he, he's crazy acrobatic. He's uh, just he's been doing it for a while, and he just keeps doing it
0: yeah no it just struck me you uh you when you said you played on uh meat almost said heat meat you had on the um what it looked like a bacon strip jersey like a a jersey full of like yeah
1: it was the red uh, meat on it yeah it was basically like uh looking at a ribeye or a t-bone was that yeah i I still have that jersey too that was absolutely uh that was nick factor in all the way
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, can you still fit in that jersey that's not important, Sergio. I don't it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. All right, fair. Enough. I just had to throw a jab in there, just because. Why not? Um, Vince Marchbanks. This this has to be a subtle joke. Um, are you a basketball fan?
1: Yeah. So
0: talk about the Miami Heat.
1: <laughs> um, you know you. Uh, you actually talked about kind of some of the beam wars that um, that were happening uh, on uh, when you interviewed clay um, a couple of years ago, we had a nice little prank war between arsenal and heat. And uh, some people may or may remember this, but there was a cease and desist letter that got sent to, uh, to uh, Mark Acum and uh, and, that uh, Heat could no longer use the team name Heat because it was trademarked by the Miami Heat. Um, but uh, uh, but I wrote that letter actually, and, <laughs> and got a copy to mark. And uh, it was yeah, I, I did some Photoshop work on it, and uh, it, and they posted it actually. They uh, for a half a second in like Dodgeball Family or something like that. And I was like, hey guys, I actually uh, I'm not sure what the legal ramifications are. So if you could take that down, I'd really appreciate it. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <so> that, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm so I was just like,
1: I got a fake season to see this letter. Out
0: uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Now, now I got to see that. I, I remember the, the cease and desist letter. I forgot, or I don't even think if I ever knew you wrote it.
1: Uh, I didn't tell. I think I told, uh, I, Mark Mark figured it out pretty fast because he's like, "Listen, there's only uh, a few people that would go to these lengths <laughs> to do this." And uh, from a couple other clues, he he like he called me. And he was like, "Hey, I just can I ask you a question?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. What's up?" He's like, "Any chance you made a fake cease and desist letter?" I, I, that was <laughs> that was absolutely me. As a matter of fact, I'm really uh. happy you figured that out. And then uh, I forget how how he actually did find out, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I actually messaged Dylan. It was like, Hey man, can you, can you pull that down? Cause I don't want to get into any actual legal trouble with this.
0: Yeah. Um, so you never actually sent it. You just like wrote it and posted it.
1: No, I wrote it and I mailed it to Mark. Um, and I think I just, yeah, I only sent it to Mark. I didn't send it to USA dodgeball. I just sent it to, uh, like elite dodgeball care of mark a Come. um yeah, if anyone needs a fake letter written up, let me know uh,
0: we'll do um uh, <laughs> so i was just, I was just looking at this comment and like you, i mean you, you strike me as a as a sports fan, I just never figured you were a miami heat fan, but this all makes sense this all makes sense
1: yeah that was that was a few years ago, it was good there was we had a few pranks going back and forth uh and that uh, I think that was. I, I sat I uh, aside for a while and was like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to give this a couple of months. I'm going to make them think that I forgot and that they won this prank war. And, uh, and I fired that off to him.
0: No, so. Clearly, he didn't forget. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to throw in a few questions just to kind of spice things up a bit just because, I mean, it's spicy enough to begin with, but why not? Sure. Who is your partner in beer pong with the game on the line? Like, who uh, if you had to win
1: this game... Who are you picking in the dodgeball community to help you? Oh, in the dodgeball community? Um, yeah. Because yeah. uh, my answer is, I have a, a buddy from college uh, named Chris, who he did play dodgeball a few times when he visited uh, in WeHo. Uh, he would, he's just dude is ice cold when it comes to beer pong, so he would be my my top choice. All right. But uh. But in dodgeball. Um, in dodgeball, I've seen a lot of terrible beer pong be played in <laughs> dodgeball, so that's. A, That is an absolutely, that's a really hard question to answer. Uh, I think, you know, I'm going to say Payan. I think I've won the most beer pong games with Payan as my partner. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull him in for for that last shot.
0: Mm. I don't know if I would have picked him, but at the same time I've never seen him play beer pong. Um, I I probably would have picked either Eric Jones or uh, Marco because I've actually seen them play.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's honestly, that's the, that's my top three. It's those three guys. And I just think, I think over the course of a lot of drunken times in Vegas, I've won the most games with Pine as my partner, but I have also lost to all three of those guys plenty of times. So that's, uh, that's my, any of those three, um, would be good, would be good choices. Um, but, If we need to do some kind of like, you know, Zoom beer pong tournament and see how this, how this all turns out. uh, I'm totally okay with that.
0: Well, I'm sure most of us are fully vaccinated. So we'll definitely make that happen once, you know, bars start opening up again. Sold. Sold. Done. All right. And I'll be there to stream it on my Twitch channel. I'll plug it underneath when the, (laughs) uh, when the episode airs. Um, So I wanted to just throw in a classic question that I feel people forgot about, but I need to remind Brett Cobble, who hurt you? God,
1: <laughs> man, um, I'm gonna pick one absolutely terrible dodgeball memory to uh, to to put there, and the answer would be Vince Marchbanks for sure. Mm-mm. I um, there was a, at one of the Anaheim uh, Fit Expos, they did a two v two tournament, and I was I was paired up with Payan and i was about as bad as you could play all day like uh just could not stay in whatsoever um and he absolutely carried us and then uh like you know couldn't dodge couldn't catch couldn't hit anybody and then we're in like because he's pying so we get to like quarterfinals or semifinals or whatever it is and we're playing against vince and nate and uh i finally have like i have an open shot on vince and he's on his back three feet away so I go up and uh, just threw it right at his feet as he was laying on his back, and and he looked great. Like after party dinners and stuff like that. That's a that's a really hard question to answer. Um,
0: you could pick several. It's not set to one.
1: You know, uh, some of my closest friends are, are dodgeball players. Between like like Marco and Pine and Eric and uh, and uh, you know, uh, Alex and uh, so many guys that uh, I've hung out with, especially pretty much everyone that I've talked to at Jim bar for the last 10 years after we uh, games or tournaments or whatever. Um, uh, uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, my favorite one, I probably blacked out at some point and forgot it anyway. So, uh, anytime, you know, uh, uh, anytime after sin city as well. You know what? I'm going to pick that. There was, uh, there's a restaurant in Bellagio, uh, that, uh, that I go to after every sin city. Um, and, uh, and we can, you can watch the fountains from there and they got, they have just amazing food. And, uh, I've got uh, a couple of friends that we go do that after every tournament, uh, after sin city, uh, we do that one day. And then, uh, after the second day, uh, I go and get a foot massage. (laughs) And that's that's usually pretty great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, there's def- definitely a lot of moments to, to pick from. So I don't fault you for not picking one or even several. Um, if this was definitely me, I mean, I'd be struggling just as much. So you, you've been in the game slightly longer than I have, but name a ter- tournament you'd like to go to that you haven't been to yet.
1: Uh, I think the only real big one I haven't been to is probably like Worlds. Uh, I haven't been to the World Championships yet. Um, I would love to go. I mean, uh, I'd love to go in a competitive capacity, sure. Uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, there—that's—that's that's probably the big, like, big tournament I haven't gone to yet that I'd really like to. to it
0: just—it just struck me. Um, didn't you try out in 2015? Uh, yeah. Yeah you were you were in San Diego. Yeah, 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 I was. Okay. Um, I remember that because um, I was thinking, what team
1: did you play on during that? It was a random team. Um, let's see, it was me, man, who else? Miles Brody, uh, Chance Props, Billy. I'm trying to remember. I think Kale was on the team. And maybe Alex Alvarez was on the team, or he was supposed to be. Um yeah, it was just. Uh, it was yeah, just, I remember. Yeah, we were really thrown together, um, uh, kind of at the last minute, to, just to go, just to go try out. But yeah, it was.
0: Uh, yeah, I remember you made a highlight reel too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, um,
1: uh, I think I got voted best music on the highlight reel because it was all just uh, '90s uh, cartoon uh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah i was like this is ridiculous like yeah if you if you take just about any dodgeball player and you you know you film four or five games like you can come up with two three minutes of highlights where you just you can make someone look really good so i was like all right i'm gonna take this about as serious as uh, as it really should be so (laughs) you have
0: some disney tracks there too
1: yeah absolutely i think if you try to play it now it's just all silence (laughs) probably copy written strike I had a, definitely had the X-Men theme song on there. I think Darkwing Duck was Darkwing on there. Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> We're showing our age, people. Um, <laughs> and did
1: You didn't actually show – you didn't go to Vegas to watch, did you? Uh, no. I, I followed it online as much as I could, but I wasn't able to go. Um, I
0: remember you posted something, um, and I, I wish I would have had it on me now, but you said something to the effect of once we won gold – you had,
1: you know, you you were happy, and you had tears in your eyes. Um, I didn't actually post that. No, I sent a message to a lot of those guys, and I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm so happy. I'm crying for you guys." And I think Nate actually posted about it or talked okay. about it or something. But yeah, um, yeah, because I, you know, I've known so many of those guys for a long time, uh, and uh, I remember actually, I and uh, I was listening to the following the women's games too, for sure, and I was. I was driving, uh, man, where are we driving? I, I was def- I was on the 405 right by the Howard Hughes Center. And I remember this and, uh, uh, and the results were coming in and, uh, and, uh, and I was, I was in the passenger seat and I was just like screaming in the car. And, uh, yeah, my wife was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, they're winning, they're winning. And she's met so many of these, uh, people over the years too. So she was... She was all really excited and happy for everyone as well. So yeah, that was that moment really resonated with you. Yeah, well, you know, uh, again, we don't no one gets paid to play dodgeball, and outside of a couple of big prizes that people have won, like this, is all just people pouring, you know, blood, sweat, tears, and especially money into going to these tournaments, you know, and uh, and just doing it because you you love doing it. Like, there's no one that shows up to a tournament and is like God. I hate being here. Uh, that's <laughs> what would be the point um so you know guys that i've either admired or seen work really hard to get there um so it was uh yeah it it really hit home because it as much as like uh you know the teams that i'm a fan of like the the chiefs or or whoever and seeing them win and it was it's really exciting because like i don't know any of those guys and so to all of a sudden just be like hey my friends are world champions like uh was was pretty awesome
0: so it was a personal connection watching people you've played with played against seen numerous times drink beers with numerous times that that's where it hit you the most yeah. rather more so than watching pat mahomes win the super bowl two years ago yeah. but you don't know pat mahomes you don't know anyone he knows you have never to my knowledge you've never met him um no, apparently he's on your I, team now Yeah, i
1: have like, only met cameron parkey that's, that's close,
0: I <laughs> I was about to say, like you, you, technically do have Pat Mahomes on your team. Uh, right. We've kind of dubbed him that in his interview. He's going to have to start
1: throwing a lot harder to be Pat Mahomes. Like <laughs> eight eight point five. I uh, pick a ball. It doesn't matter, like Pat Mahomes. That yeah, Cameron. This the pressure is on you now. You got to show up. You gotta. You gotta start throwing from like, you know, three feet, two feet off the floor, horizontal. <laughs> hit someone directly in the face. Like that's. <laughs> That's a that's a big that's a big title to give someone.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have to I would have to agree that. Um, I don't know what what it was about that tournament, but I think when you said it, Nate mentioned it like that. Your post or your message really really struck a chord with me too.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting like goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just uh, you know. And, Uh, you know, I tried out for that team and I I always submit to try to get on uh, team USA. And it's one of those where uh, it's like, I just love to be a part of that experience. Um, But, uh, but yeah, actually seeing those guys and, and, uh, and seeing the videos and everything like that. And it was just, yeah, it was a, it was a little emotional for me.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So final question from Kyle uh, Tomasov Um, favorite whiskey that's that's probably the
1: hardest question I've gotten um uh wow yeah um scotch is my go-to for whiskeys uh smokier the better I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna say my my big go-to is always Laphroaig uh super smoky peaty scotch um as far as Irish whiskeys go uh green spot uh red breast are always uh my favorites Um, and then American, uh, there's a distillery in Chicago called Koval, uh, K-O-V-A-L. Uh, they make a couple, they make a four grain that's really pretty phenomenal. And then there's a little, uh, distillery in Texas, uh, called Balcones that makes some really cool stuff too. Um, I'm going to stop there. Um, (laughs) uh, but You can go on and on, huh? I, yeah, I mean, I could be like, well, but, you know, there is this one that I get a lot. And then if I do see this one, I'll probably get that too. But those are, uh, those are all my go-tos. There may or may not have been a sighting of me in Vegas drinking screwball. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, and then um, I'm on a, I'm on a hiatus uh, from, uh, from uh, Jameson. We're seeing other people. (laughs)
0: Do you you and Kyle always talk about Scotch and whiskey or
1: just a random Question that he just threw Um, We definitely chatted about it for sure Uh, But uh, Yeah I um, am I You know I'm in the alcohol world For for a job And so I uh, uh, I'm definitely not a whiskey expert But uh, I dabble (laughs) You dabble I dabble (laughs) I so, I've got uh, probably 18, 20 bottles here right now. Yeesh. Come on over, <laughs> guys. We can have a party. For sure. Getting that next flight to KC right now. Yeah, and, um, and you know what? Clay, I've always heard you say South can outdrink any, uh, uh, any region. So uh, you're not too far away from me. So, Clay, if you're listening, come on up and we'll see, and see how this goes. So y- you're still
0: claiming uh, West Region?
1: You know, I don't know too many guys from the South that much, but I know some of the guys from the West and I know what they can put away and I'll, I'll take that challenge.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, You know what? Um, Normally I would just like put the crowdsource questions like in its own thing, but I'm going to timestamp this challenge for the South region just so they know, okay, this guy said it, he lives 10 minutes away from clay
1: It's going down. (laughs) Let's get together. Come on by Clay. I'm right up 169.
0: He's putting himself on blast. I didn't even have to say nothing. Uh, All right. So this has been a long interview, but it's been a fun one for sure. And for anyone who knows, or for anyone who's kind of caught the vibe, me and Brett just like to have fun. Uh, We definitely went to a lot of rabbit holes for sure, but I'm going to hit him in the gut with this question. And he's definitely had time to prepare. So, Brett, um, how would you, you know, I call this the legacy question. How would you like to be remembered once you play your final game?
1: Uh, yeah, that's, you know, uh, you give that a question to everybody, and you say that there's time to prepare, but I don't think anyone really knows the answer to that. Um, <laughs> uh, and just, you know, like, I've been playing dodgeball now for uh, started in 2009. That's 10, 11, 12 years, uh, you know, and that's most of my adult life for the most part. I, I spent playing dodgeball, um, So it's, it's just kind of a crazy thought to have, but uh, I don't think when, after I played my final game, there's probably not going to be that many people that remember me uh, as far as like, uh, oh, he, you know, threw really hard or anything like that, or he caught, you know, he was, uh, but I think um, I'm hoping that my impact extends uh further off the court um i think we're still in the infancy of what um what we're gonna have with this sport but i'd like to hopefully see you know somehow be involved in making the game grow a lot more than just uh than what we have now and it's already come leaps and bounds from where i started playing to where it is now and so now we just uh, i'm hoping that we can uh, we can push it further. Uh, you know, obviously the Olympics are always a goal. Uh, get some, get some sponsors together, and uh, uh, trying to get, try to get dodgeball just off the ground. Like, get rid of that, that constant. You know, if you can dodge a wrench mentality, just get that away, get that out of the lexicon, and, uh, um, and push it, uh, push it further, pushing it into, you know. I don't want to say like a major league sport or anything like that, but there's definitely there. I think there is a future for dodgeball and uh, we just have to kind of figure out where, where it is and what we have to do to get it.
0: So you, 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 so you're saying like, by the time you're done, you would hope that we cross those boundaries.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, I, I would love to have someone say eventually like, Oh yeah, he helped get, you know, uh, first big sponsorship deal or the first, you know, big TV deal or whatever. And that, those are, pipe dreams but um, that's uh, like I said earlier we all of you guys that are starting to age out from playing dodgeball like come back uh, be involved like there's there's so much more that uh, you can give to the community and I think the community has given so much to all of us like please come ref come run teams come run tournaments um, so that's a, a very long winded answer <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, anyone who knows you wouldn't expect anything less, but I would say <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, as far as your legacy goes with me, um, it's funny you remember me doing wind sprints at Hollywood. Uh, it's just funny. The most random benign thing that I used to do, you remember. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like to, as far as like your legacy goes with me, you've always been very sarcastic, very funny, but always welcoming to be around um even when you try to like sell your scowl to me you've always had that warmth about you that I've always appreciated and always gravitated towards um when I heard you were on Arsenal I had no idea you were on Arsenal before so for me I thought it was like a new acquisition so just me thinking at looking back now is just like you and Eric are going to be the ultimate party animals And probably team dads
1: because you got to rally the crew. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's well, and uh, you know, you mentioned it before too. Marco's on that team too. Um, You know, Alex Alvarez, uh, Cameron, um, uh, uh, Robert uh, Markarian. Like, it's a really fun team. Corey, uh, uh, Corey, and uh, and Urson should should make some appearances as well. So it's, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be competitive too, but uh, you know, we're, I think we're really going to enjoy uh, just being around each other and playing. So
0: No, for sure. Um, I would say you're definitely a jokester. You definitely thrown more than your playful amount of playful jabs at me. But um, I want to say one of the most defining moments you have with me was it was what 20 late 2018, it was after the Na- Minneapolis Nationals we had a like a mini season in Pan Pacific, uh, eight point five season. And I was on the team. I was on the team with you, Joe Fernandez, Xander. Uh, probably forgetting two other people um, on the team, but for one reason or another, you and Joe. I don't know if you guys knew what I was going through or felt it, but there was a two week stretch where I just mentally was I'm gonna say it I was depressed and um like I said I don't know if you guys knew what had happened to me or if you guys just felt it or a little bit of both but you went from being super sarcastic jabbing at me every chance you get to really uplifting and you really helped carried me out of a dark space in my mind um whether you knew it or not I wanted to just say thank you for that and I can say that right now because now it's immortalized. Brett has a soft side, everyone, and um, no one's going to believe it. Fine, whatever. But he has a soft side, and it definitely pulled me out of a tough spot when I needed it the most. And no disrespect implied, I just didn't expect it coming from him. But I want to say thank you for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that you would probably say that you're probably closer to the end than you are in the beginning, but I would argue that once people know your story, once people get the chance to meet you and once we get to playing again, you'll add more to it. So
1: I, I want to say that, man, that's uh that's good to hear. Um, you know, that's, that's what I mean about just everyone like give back to the community. There's, we get so much out of it uh, from your, you know, from the rec leagues up. It's just, there's a lot of people that find a lot of acceptance and just a lot of like outlet and everything uh, from playing dodgeball. And and it's so much got to do with uh, so many of the people that, uh, that, uh, that play, um, you know, that, uh, uh, that really, that's what keeps bringing everyone back. Uh, So um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's great. I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank you.
0: Yeah. No problem. Um, so right before we wrap this up, um, I'm going to ask you two things. One, are there any shout outs you'd like to give either here or anywhere? And two, do you have any funny, maybe embarrassing Steve stories that you, uh,
1: uh that you can share? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, shout outs, uh, kind of I did a lot of them already. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of other people that I learned a lot from dodgeball too. Uh, especially, uh, your so many of the the women that I've played with as well that are just so much more talented than uh, than I'll ever be. From from your uh, like Nina's and and Nicole's and and Britney's and Azaleas and Erica's and and on and on and on and on, and on that uh, that I pulled from so much from uh, to try and just be a. A better player uh and uh and uh, i guess you know like i said my buddy jamel who got me into it and then uh, my first captain dave reynolds and uh definitely jake uh jake mason for always having a league for me to play in um because uh, west hollywood was always the closest one and then man i don't know there i've gotten so much from so many people that it's uh it's so hard to to pinpoint that um but uh, uh, as far as embarrassing Steve stories, um, embarrassing or funny, uh, you know, no, I, I actually don't have like that many dodgeball Steve stories. Like we we see each other at the tournaments and we give each other a hard time and we joke around a lot, but we haven't played against each other all that many times. Um, but uh, uh, so I guess the last time we played against each other, I think was Sin City. Of, uh, you know, the, the last time we had Sin City. Um, and I definitely had a really good catch against him uh, in one of the elimination rounds. So, not so much a funny story, but then he just, he was like, Why'd you catch me? I was like, What? Who do you, how, how do you ask that question, man? <laughs> we had to win the game you threw at me. That's that's how dodgeball works. Oh, you're new. I get it. You're you're new at this. Sure. But, uh, but no, um, not not too many just straight up embarrassing Steve stories because I don't live in Arizona. So, uh, so I don't have a lot of good like videos that I hope people mercilessly post um, <laughs> at the end. Of it. Uh, I
0: was I was looking for more funny, but I said embarrassing. But still, that's a, that's a solid way to end it. Yeah. Um, Whoever he is, uh, I hope he gets the hint he has thought of, and we're going to carry this podcast forward. Season yeah, five so is going to be a great one for sure. Steve, and be
1: safe. Uh, you know, come back soon. We do miss you. Um, uh, yeah, hope to hope to hear from you. Hope to see you soon.
0: Ditto. I echo all those sentiments, and you have my word that I'm going to continue to do my part along with the team assembled to make season five a great season for you to binge listen to whenever you get the chance. All right, and we will wrap this up. Yeah. Interview with Brett Cobble. Brett, thank you so much for hopping on and pretty much just having a good time as anyone could tell who listened to the interview um i probably sound like a broken record but me and brett always have a very sarcastic but very insightful uh engagement and i um, this this episode is definitely uh evidence of that and um someone who we miss dearly in la hopefully sometime in the future he comes back um currently working on returning to the international scene um exploring new countries that I haven't been to on top of revamping or uh, not revamping, but revisiting the UK as well. Um, This is unlimited potential out there as well as uh, charting new territory. So um, I'll definitely look to sprinkle more of the local scene, but um, next time I'll be looking to explore or re-explore the international scene. I Also, I'm experimenting with a, uh, how do I say, uh, a new series of interviews um, and I'll kind of just leave a title hint to it. It's called uh, what brought us together. And um, this, in, this series of interviews I'll interview. Oh, you know what? I'll just leave it up to the mystery for now. Um, hopefully as soon as I get that format figured out, I'll display that and let you guys uh, get a new twist on the interview series. So if you listened to it to me up until this point, Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.